Hey everybody, today we look at the final chapter of Galatians, that's chapter 6, and in the first five chapters Paul's laid down over and over, uh, he's made a case for the truth that uh, freedom is in Jesus Christ and not in the law. He says how if we're led by the Spirit, we're not under the law. We read that in the last session, and he mentioned all the fruits of the Spirit that uh, are never against God's law. They never break the law. That's like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All right? Now in, in chapter 6, he shows us one of the ways that the fruit of the Spirit works out of our life in love, and it's something that the Galatians really need. Today's text is verses 1 through 3. Galatians chapter 6. I think I'll read through them and then we'll think through them, okay? Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. You know, as I read this, one of the things that pops into my mind is that Paul has been trying to restore the Galatians. And some of the words he's been speaking to them don't seem to be all that gentle. And yet here he says to restore one another uh, in a spirit of gentleness. But as I considered this, I think that many times a gentle spirit still has to include hard, needed truths if restoration is to come. And I think this is something worthy of prayer. Uh, for example, when correcting our children, uh, how do we do that? How do we help restore them? Be assertive. Definitely, we have to be that. Uh, we can also be gentle. We don't have to be aggressive. Don't let your heart get caught up with uh, ungodly anger. If we do, our sin sometimes becomes even greater than those we're trying to restore. Don't let your heart get caught up with pride. So for Paul, I think he had a, a gentle spirit toward his brothers and sisters in Christ. There are plenty of glimpses of his heart throughout his writings. If you remember earlier in this same letter, Paul humbled himself. He admitted how he once was one of those who tried to destroy the gospel. Way back then, he believed keeping the law was the only way to righteousness. And uh, that's the track that the Galatians were starting to turn back towards. Uh, but then one day, God showed him the beauty of Jesus and his eyes were opened. We see it again in, in 1 Corinthians 15, 9. Where Paul says, For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. So Paul was humble, and he also identified himself with the Galatians, saying how himself, along with Barnabas and Timothy and Peter, they were pressed by others to add law keeping to the cross as a way to sustain their righteousness. And Barnabas was pulled in that direction, and so was Peter. And he was showing the Galatians that we're all 
powerless in ourselves and we're susceptible to Satan's deception and his trickery. Paul realized he was nothing in himself, but Jesus is everything. Uh, you can read that in any of his writings, I think. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, Romans 7, for example. So there was a spirit of gentleness in Paul. And yet, at the same time, he was bold. and He spoke the truth that the Galatians needed to hear. He did that right off in the first chapter. Galatians 1 verse 6. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ. Uh, but the truth is that Paul's words were actually words of love towards the Galatians. Was it a spirit of gentleness? Yes. He said how he longed for the sweet fellowship they used to mutually have. That is a gentle spirit. Listen to the gentleness of Jesus in Matthew 11:29. He's our best example. He said, Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus says he's gentle, right? He's lowly in heart. He's humble. Um, Hebrews 4.15, Jesus came to identify with us uh, the way Paul did even with the Galatians. Here's what it says. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It's all about grace, right? It's not about works. So Jesus is gentle and his mercy endures forever. And yet he is bold and assertive. Hebrews 12, 6 says, For the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and chastises every son he receives. He loves us even more than a father or mother loves their own children. You may remember when Peter denied Jesus three times that Jesus restored him in gentleness. But as Jesus was doing that, Peter looked up and he saw John and he seemed to focus on John uh, with some jealousy. And at that point, Jesus was assertive and he commanded him to quit centering on these petty things and simply follow Jesus. So Jesus was gentle and yet he was assertive. You can read about that in John 21. Um, in verse 22, Jesus said, he was talking to Peter, and he said, If it is my will that he remain until I come, speaking of John, he said, What is that to you? You follow me. So uh, I just love that. It's, it's something that Peter, in some form, he heard from Jesus throughout his ministry. Peter was called by Jesus, and he said, Follow me. And follow me are the last words that Jesus spoke to Peter in the book of John. So, so Jesus is our example. He came as a servant. He humbled himself to die for us. And yet he is emboldened and assertive 
with that same love that, that we might come unto Him. And Paul emulating Christ is also a good example for this and for the Galatians. And for us, um, a part of that gentleness includes the kind that acknowledges what Paul said, which we just looked at. Uh, verse 1, keep watch on yourselves, lest you too be tempted. So uh, that's a, a part of gentleness. It's the humility that we need to realize that we can fall so easy. Also in verse 3, for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So that helps us in a spirit of gentleness, right? It's a humbling acknowledgement that we should carry with us whenever we're counseling others. We are nothing. Is that hard to say? <laughs> Does it feel uncomfortable? It, it certainly is not politically correct. We and our children are always being programmed to think that we're something when in ourselves we are actually nothing. And that's what Paul says here. The good news, Jesus is everything. We were created in a fashion that when he is our everything, then we have everything, <laughs> including his Holy Spirit in us, the power of the resurrection working through us uh, in love. We have an eternal inheritance, extreme joy, uh, so much more. And this is all for those who are nothing in themselves, but have come to Jesus for mercy. He gives us everything. All things are ours, the Bible says. So be humble and be gentle, but also honest and bold and assertive with love. We don't trick others or sugarcoat the truths of God's word with things of the world. We don't stroke their egos like the troublers did to the Galatians. And if we're perplexed by another believer's refusal to listen, as Paul was, our gentleness may need to be accompanied by whatever is necessary to get their attention. Love demands that we do what we can, that they might wake from their stupor and see the beauty of Jesus. I don't think we do this thing so well. We usually lean all the way towards encouragement without any bold truth, without any accountability, or we lean towards bold condemnation without any gentleness and love. We need discernment that is guided by, by God's Word and the Holy Spirit. The book of Jude seems to have a good handle on this, this bold gentleness uh, that we see in Paul. You can read that on your own. In the uh, last session, we considered how the Holy Spirit draws us back to Christ. But now Paul says that spiritual brothers and sisters should also seek to restore the fallen back to a good relationship with Jesus. And after all, that's what Paul was doing with the Galatians. But he says, be careful, right? Anyone can fall, it's a dangerous thing. When we steer back someone to Christ, we might tread close to some of the old temptations of our past, and we might be tempted to fall back to our old ways. On the other hand, if we're successful in bringing someone back to Christ, we may be faced with the temptation to be prideful. Either way, when getting close to sin, 
as a rescuer or, or even in celebrating the victory of a rescue, pride is trying to trip us up both ways. Uh, Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So pride is one of the same attributes the Galatians were developing as they tried to do good deeds to gain righteousness. Those two things are synonymous, I would say. Because it's all about me when we do good deeds for our own righteousness. So Paul is also saying, bear one another's burdens. Life is messy. It's full of burdens for all of us. We need one another. Relationships are difficult. And in the family of God, we all need to look after one another with agape love. As we do, Paul says, we are fulfilling the law of Christ. In closing, let me repeat, we do not fulfill God's law as a way to earn his love, but it's the other way around. He loves us first. He chooses to open our eyes to see his beauty and he accepts us by grace through faith. He puts his righteousness in our account. Then that love that he first loved us with bears fruit in works of love that flow out of our life. Okay. First John 4:19, we love because he first loved us. That's so, so different than the way the law motivates us. It does so with ourselves being the one who it's all about. But it's all about Jesus. And only in him we find true joy, true love. And when we love one another with agape love, godly love, he is glorified. And that brings us even more joy. Let's pray. Father God, you are awesome. Thank you for, for loving us, for sending your son who humbled himself and came down to make a way that we who have rebelled against you might come back into your favor, Father, and have the righteousness that Jesus put in our account, who humbled himself, who, who is gentle in spirit, and takes our burdens and gives us peace and joy. Oh Lord, please help us to walk close to you and to watch out for the deception of, of Satan and work through us to, to love one another and to help restore one another so that we might walk in joy and peace, fellowship, and bring glory to you share your glory and your beauty with others. In Jesus' name, amen.